listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hello. This is a Hello, bit... Hello, busy, busy boy. <laughs> my goodness, you've been busy this week, haven't you? I have been very busy. You can tell by my voice. It's been one of those weeks. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's great. We're a bit late on this podcast. If people are tuning in, we're recording this on the day it should be released. That's right. And that speaks well of the week that we're having. It does, yeah, yeah. Well, you were out yesterday. We were together yesterday, folks. Oh, we had fun our yesterday. way down to... Folkestone, uh, picking up materials, but we had a really good um, meeting, didn't we, down there? So it was all worth it. But of course, you know, taking a day out on your busy schedule, you've had to catch up. Yeah, burning the midnight oil last night, weren't you? The, you said the thing. The thing is, and some of our customers that are listening to this would would have realised because I had to email a few of them. Is that <laughs> we've been selling we've been selling the box of the full range of sixty pencils, uh, yeah. full full set at a very 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 reduced price, um, like the lowest that I could find on the internet, like cheaper than Amazon cheap. Uh, I shouldn't I shouldn't say cheap, affordable. Um, affordable. <laughs> and the thing is we before i could mark them as out of stock we were selling so many that um they were on back order with our supplier and then it, this was like a week ago and uh you know i had to email some some people and saying you know i'm afraid you know um there's still a wait in stock now and um and then we literally got to the point where we had to go down to the supplier to pick them up. Of And we, we still ordered more. We still haven't got them all, but we basically nicked all of their stock that they had. That's right. Um, and they, they gave us all that they had and we brought them back and sent them off. And so, yeah, I've got about, I think I've got three left. No, you, you've lost them now because people <laughs> will be listening to this and saying, oh, we want those. Quick, three gone. I'll tell you gone. what, if, if you manage to listen to this podcast uh, in like minutes after it's posted and you get in there quick, late. you might be too late. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yes, we brought them back and then another few went overnight. So there you go. People it's in. wonderful, though. Uh, it's a lovely response. And I mean, I understand it. Uh, I'd have snapped it up as well. But... Um, you can understand it, but I think this is lovely, and it's 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 the way we can give something back, isn't it, to uh, all our many many hundreds of, uh, of fans around the world. You know, we can we can do things like this. We we thought long and hard about it, but um, it was something that we we felt that we had to do and wanted to do um, because we we're doing so we are doing well, and um, uh, thanks to all of you. Uh, so. This was just uh, our way of saying thanks. Mm. Well, it leads me on, actually, to our first question nicely, because Pat Kelly asks uh, on Facebook, can you tell me what size set you use in your videos? I know you're, you always refer to the colours by number, but I don't know if my set is the same range as yours. Mm. Uh, well, I, I can, I can uh, say that I use the whole set of 60. There are only 60 pencils um, I did think when we when they first bought them out that they could have done more. They could have made a, a larger range, but in their wisdom, they thought no, sixty is doable. But since then, I found that I haven't had a problem. Now you know the, the kind of uh, subject material that I do all over every kind of conceivable subject you can think about, and that sixty range 
covers it all. Mainly because we can mix the colors, as you see, we do many times, I, I mix colors together, so it, it produces more colors. And this is one of the great things about the pastel pencil, a bit like paint, really. I mean, you wouldn't get 60 tubes of paint, would you? If you were doing an oil painting, you'd only no, get two, oh half a dozen, and then you'd mix them. So what I'm doing in a lot of my recent pictures uh, that yet to be aired, you'll see me using a lot of mixed color. And uh, I'm enjoying it very much, very much, very much reminiscent of painting. A lot of my pictures now are coming out. You, you could almost mistake them for paintings as opposed to uh, pastel pencil or pencil work. Mm. But the 60 range is all I use and I draw from that range. And I would say uh, over a period of time, obviously, uh, there are popular colors that uh, occur regularly. But I would say that I've used them all now in the work that I do. Mm. There's some that you use more than others, isn't there? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, obviously. Mm. There, is, yeah. Well, we have, a, we have another box of pencils, folks, in, in case you're interested in, in going, which is the popular colour, the 24 popular colours. We've got that in a box now. Mm. And they're the most popular colours we do. And uh, if you buy that, you'll be able to do all of the pictures. But... Obviously, you won't get the um, variations that I can get with uh, the full range. Mm. Uh, but you'll get all the, the, the colors, the popular colors that I use in that. It's the ones you use most regularly because the, yes, the, that's 20, right. the, the, the actual Faber-Castell standard 24 set um, doesn't include like an no. ivory, does it? No, no Which it is doesn't. one of the colors you use most. Um, or a gray. Or a yeah. No, it's and the two, two colours that I use virtually in every picture. Yeah. No, that's right. Well, this is why we produce the special box. And uh, people, when they're starting out, they, that's all they really need. But if once you get going, then you can add to those. We do the individual colours, and they sell individual colours around the, around the globe. So you wouldn't have any problem getting hold of them. Mm. And uh, you can build up your stock. But, I mean, really, if you're serious about the pastel pencil and you love what we do and you love the YouTube clips, you really do need to get the 60 range. Mm. Because sooner or later, you're going to need one or two. The great thing about the pastels, um, and as opposed to watercolours and oils and, and even acrylics, is they never dry. You know, I've got some pencils that... I would say, are uh, what, <clears throat> 20, 20, 25 years old? Wow. And I can pick them up and they, they're as fresh as the day I bought them. Now, there's not much you can, you can say about that, is there? How, mm. So it's a, it's a commodity that will be always fresh, mm. never dries, which is great, fantastic. Mm. Yeah, it's a, compared to other mediums, it, you know, even mm. if people see the cost of the <clears> pencil, they think, oh, that's a bit expensive, but then when you compare it to the longevity of the product, oh, it's, it's not a, expensive at all. It's not, no, no not no. not really. And if you no. get the, yeah, I worked it out. If you get the sixty box at our price, it works out at one pound eleven a pencil. And do you know, Steve? If I, <clears throat> I don't know if I've told you this before. I, we've mentioned it before, I'm sure. That I did a survey once on how much actual pastel uh, pencil. I would have used if you put it all together in a, an average picture and it worked out to about three quarters of a pencil. Wow. Now three quarters of a pencil. Can you imagine? And that's what, I don't know, pound, 
What, across all of your all the yeah. pencil you use is all, no no, all... no. Uh, I, uh, yes that's right if yeah. you think of an average picture and then think of all the actual pastel that was actually used in that picture it would only be about three quarters of a pencil so it's uh, yeah that's about... on a that's on a medium one of my medium cats or dogs and so on that that's about a so, pound one yeah so yeah like... so <laughs> i mean that that's ridiculous isn't it but it's it's only that simply because it doesn't dry out. I mean, if you use watercolor and you squeeze it onto your palette and you use acrylic and you squeeze it onto your palette or your oil and squeeze it onto the palette, sooner or later that will dry off. That will oh, dry yeah. and you won't be able to use it. You've got to scrape it off and put it in the bin. Yeah, doesn't happen with the pastel, does it? It's very true. And, I mean, you even see me. Um, I'm sure you're, you've seen me many times use my finger or the pastel and blend the, the pastel into the paper. Even the surface dust that's there, I very often use that. Mm. Uh, and if you were to see my office uh, where I do, or my uh, studio where I do my pastel painting, you can't see any dust. There's no dust about. Now, you think, well, where does it all go to then? It's just the fact that there's so little dust generated by the pastel pencil that I don't use. It's amazing. Oh, I, I mean, I, I can't, I can't I go on about it and on and about it. I mean, people get fed up with me on about it, but you can see why I'm, I'm still using them, folks. Yeah. Well, there you go, Pat. That's a long answer to a, a short question. I hope that helps. <laughs> I'll make, I'll make a short answer to a long question next time. <laughs> um, next one's from Nelda. Um, I find trees a real... Did she commented on um, one of our YouTube clips? I find trees a real challenge and you have a way of making it look a lot easier. So thank you. Now, I've included this because how do you make it look easy? Uh, well, I'm, I'm just clever, Steve. That's okay. a short answer. Right. Moving on. The next... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I, wh- how? Now, trees I know are because I've taught this for many, many years, trees are notoriously hard, even in, in watercolour, oil, acrylic, no matter what medium you're using, trees are a nightmare. The reason for it is simple, really, that they don't have any structure in the form. If you were doing a cat or a dog or a tiger, you've got perimeters. So you work your pencils and your art and your um, paint, whatever you're using, to those perimeters. Now, a tree doesn't have any, so you haven't got anything to work with. Therefore, you tend to either make them too big, too long, too short, too tall, and then you've got the added uh, problem of depth. If you think of a tree, when you look at a tree, it's not flat, is it? It's got a dimension in it. Now, that dimension also has to be accounted for in your color, color tonal uh, ranges. So it's really hard. <clears throat> and, it, and then you've got the random look. Now, I, many times when you see me do a tree, I say you need a random design here. And you see me twiddle around and suddenly it all magically appears. That's only experience, though. The more you do, the better you'll be at it. There's no easy way of giving you an answer to that. A lot of the watercolour artists just put a blob on or a couple of blobs and that, oh, there's a tree. We can't do that. Well, you can, but it doesn't look right. Excuse me, I've got a froggy here. Um, With the pastel pencil, 
you've got really to make it work. And then you've also got the added difficulty of developing the base colors. If you put too much base on it, the stronger colors which you want to use don't work. On the other hand, if you make it too strong, you can't put the light colors on. Mm. Now, these are all the problems that you'll face with trees. Um, but I have got dozens and dozens of clips, dozens of them, uh, of all kinds of trees. Mm. So what I would suggest you do is to just keep looking at them, keep viewing them it and practicing. You can practice the techniques on just spare paper. You don't have to produce a tree. You just the techniques I'm using is try to understand how I'm developing it. Is it also knowing the paper that you're using? Because when you do trees, you you leave spots in the paper uh, in the in the trees for other mm. colors so you That's know right. that the uh, the pencil's going to react to the paper in a certain way that's going to leave little gaps because old papers it will slightly react differently you know the tooth um yeah. is a different to a sand paper you know um true but but i really don't think you would have a problem even if i was to use on uh, normal cartridge paper i could still produce a similar effect right uh, so, so i don't think necessarily it helps you certainly the ongre paper does help you because it has a, a texture to it and it's that texture that creates the the and once you twiddle like i do you tend to get that random look mm. and uh, the ongre paper works well for you there um, but so does a lot of the pastel papers would, would have the same kind of effect. But I have a tremendous sympathy for you. But there's, if, if there was an easy answer to this, and I would have given it to you. But there isn't one. It's practice, 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 and do your best. Mm. Okay, good. But, but I know how difficult it is, Steve, because, as I said, I've taught this for many years and in my classes, and every time there was a tree involved – it was a problem and I very often I mean I can't do it to you here but uh, to the class on a one-to-one -one basis I could say let me show you and I used to take the pencil and I used to show them uh, how to do it or how I could get out of the uh, problem that they were in and then they'd carry on and then they still wouldn't be able to do it it's just one of those things that's really hard to do and you've just got to accept that. It's it's but, why it's why we put a lot of clips up on trees, though. As well, isn't that's it? right. Show that's you right. as much as possible. Yes. Um, One of the best examples I think I would, uh, if I was advising people to look at, is that latest one you put up with drawing leaves. Mm. Because if you look at that and try to emulate what I did, you see how hard that actually was. Because you haven't, you've got to work on a, you've got to work on a, a lighter pastel anyway you know i've already put the sky in now that sky doesn't dry if it was a watercolor uh, the sky would have dried out and you wouldn't have had a problem putting the pastel on but because it's got pastel underneath it the darker colors that i used on there you had to you have to put them in with a certain degree of strength and when you do that you've also got to twiddle them around so they look natural but that's a very popular clip, and it's got, uh, I don't know, I looked um, the other day, I think it was 1,300 views on that, and it's only been about six days, five or six days it's been up. So it shows me that people do have a problem, and it's a popular one. So I would say, if you want to have a look at that, 
have a look at that again and practice just that one because you've got um the, you've just got the leaves and it will give you an idea of how you can create uh, a random design because that's what you need otherwise you'll have little blobs all over it okay. anyway it's just a thought but that that would be one that i would start with mm. excellent well thanks nelda for for that question uh, the next one uh, comes from Pete. Hello, Colin. I am very grateful for your short instructional videos. They have helped tremendously. I would like to know how you look at the light fast issues with pastels. I use Derwent pe uh, pencils, Faber-Castell Gold Faber soft pastels and Prismacolor new pastels. I know that there is no ASTM standard for pastels, but I want to produce sellable artworks and I'm a little confused with the artwork fading in a short amount of time. How do you handle the issue? Thanks, Pete. Right. Well, this is an interesting one because most of the pastel pencils, Faber ones, I can only talk about them. I don't know any about any of the others. Uh, the Faber pencils are, are quite very light fast or brilliantly light fast. You know that you've got some that are will never fade. Well, I say never reserve that because i'm going to come back to that in a minute um but some others would be um would never be dodgy when i asked this question many years ago the answer was all our pencils are very light fast but some are more light fast than others that was the answer i got so that's the answer i'm giving you but fading can still happen if you're in direct sunlight doesn't matter what you've got, what, what medium, and even if you've got the most light fast um, uh, pastel, it will still fade if it's in direct sunlight. So when you hang your pictures on the wall, don't hang them in direct sunlight. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're asking for trouble. But we've got a picture, you know, Steve, my Volpero picture on our wall downstairs. It's as fresh as the day I did it in 1986. Now, how long do you want something to last? You know, that 1986, and it's as fresh today as it was then. It's not in the sunlight. It's away from the sun. Uh, but it's in it's in a, a, it's a in daylight. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's daylight. in daylight. But it's it's where the direct uh, the sun directly hits it. Yeah. That's when you get a problem. So that, no matter how light fast your pencil is, you're gonna fa it's going to fade. Uh, so that's the answer, really. The, the answer from the Faber point of view is that all the paper pencils are very light fast but some are extremely light fast do you what do you do you remember the carbothello what they were same same again carbothello well, would be the same yeah yeah absolutely those two um those two pencils i do know Sorry, I said Faber, but uh, yes, I don't know anything about Derwent. I haven't really used Derwent, so I can't give you that. But my guess is they're the same as well. Yeah. Mm. And, and I don't think you worry about it. It's never worried me. And all the time that I've been doing commission work and uh, pictures, never, ever have I had anybody say, oh, your picture's faded. Mm. If they did, I would say, where are you hanging it? Oh, well, is it in direct sunlight? Well, yes. Well, there you are then. Okay. Excellent. Thanks, Pete, for clearing that up, uh, helping us clear that up as well. And I hope someone, uh, anyone else has found that interesting too. 
Um, the next one comes from Sam. Um, Sam commented on our blog article that you did about, um, I can't remember the exact title, but it was when you went to the gallery and one chain, one painting changed uh, your whole art experience and the way you look at art. Um, mm. And Sam said, thank you, Colin, for sharing your experience. I know what you mean when you were overcome with emotion when looking at John Constable's paintings. A few years back, I travelled to Italy and saw the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. When I try to explain to people the feeling that came over me, they don't seem to understand when I tell them how I was brought to tears just by looking up and seeing the work of Michelangelo. I will never forget that feeling. I truly enjoy your lessons and so happy that you take the time to share your experience with us. Oh, that's lovely. And, um, oh, yes, well, I can fully understand that. The interesting thing is, Steve, um, which is even more fantastic, is the when that painting was done, if you were to go really clap close to it, which you can't, but if you did, if you could get within a foot of the painting, you'd be absolutely amazed at how little detail there is there. Really? It, no, it, it, it's absolutely amazing. And that this applies to an awful lot of paintings. Why this is so magical is that the artist is able to put the impressionistic approach to something. And then when you pull away from it, especially from that distance away, it looks absolutely stunning. Um, and it wouldn't have looked as good had the artist been meticulous and put every little tiny little hair in and every little tiny little detail in. Mm. It wouldn't have looked anywhere near as good. The fact that he's done what he did, and that great artists do what they do, it's it's to be viewed from a distance or away from that picture. And that's what gives it the magic. That's where it the, is magic though, isn't it? It's oh, like a, absolutely. it is it is a clever not a trick, but it's a clever you no. know, it is a clever talent to be able to create that magic. <laughs> Yes, well, it's where, it's where it's coming from. You and I both know that these things don't come from from uh, the in- intellect as such. It comes from within you. And that's where people find uh, the beauty mm. in, in all, all paintings like this. If, As I said, I've told you many times, I've seen pictures that have absolutely been, you could put a magnifying glass on them and you can see little tiny eyes and you can see, that doesn't mean anything at all. That That is just someone being really clever and, to a certain extent, showing off that they can actually do that. But when you come, when you pull away, or when you magnify one of my pictures, you want to do that sometime, folks. Put it on your computer and magnify it. God, you'll go, how, how could that possibly look good? It's not until you pull out from that that you see it. Because the pastel pencil particularly can't do that kind of detail. You think it can. You get the impression you can. it does when you look at the picture. But when you go in and close in on it, it isn't. It's just a few little lines and a few little strokes. Yeah. But yeah, that's what impressive. it is. And, but I do understand totally how where he comes from on that. John Constable wasn't either. If you look at his pictures, uh, if you look closely at them, they are just uh, splashes of color and little twists and turns and you know and, and he can make it look like it's a real p- thing but that's where the beauty of it is that's mm. what that's what's the magic of it all mm. 
Fantastic. Well, if you, anyone wants to check out that blog article, I think we posted it on the Facebook page this week. So, uh, oh, good. Have a look at the Facebook page too. Uh, we wrote it yeah. a little while ago, but it's mm. it's bringing it up again because in a way, can I just break off a minute because it, it just struck me that this is where trees come from. You know, we were talking about trees earlier. Well, trees are like that. If you look at if you were to study, and it would be worth going really close up to one of my tree trees, you know, or, or the, the foliage, and having a look at them, you'd be amazed that when you pull back how it looks, because it is little twists and, like I was just saying to you, there is no leaves on the tree at all. It doesn't look like a leaf. It's a blob. It's a blob and a scratch and a whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah same thing, same thing. So what you when you try to put a tree in and put leaves on the tree, it doesn't work. You can't do it. Mm. Excellent. Thanks, Sam, for that comment. Uh, a different Sam has also sent us a, an email. What pencil does Colin use to do the drawing before watercolouring? So ah. I know we've talked about use, what graphite pencils you use for pastel work, but what about for watercolour? Watercolour? Um, I'd use the same. I'd, I'd use a very light, um, probably I'd use an HB or an F. F or an H. You can't always get the Fs, but the HB would be the one. Anything uh, softer than that, if you use a, a B or uh, a 2B, you, you've got the risk of emulsifying it, just right. a slight risk of it. So I would go to the – stay with the Hs. But on the other hand, having said that, if you go to anything like uh, a 2H and above, you can scratch the paper and it doesn't get the – you don't get the impression – as well so you've got to be careful there I, I, so my answer really is h or f if you can get them great well we sell them well f we do mm. uh, in our in our graphite set but when i'm using um my pastel exactly the same situation i would use a, again an h or an f Excellent. it's when you don't want the pastel particularly the pastel because with the pastel um my latest picture I've just done now, I, I do a lot of drawing now. I'm not, I don't know whether you probably people have seen it yet, but I do a lot of drawing on my picture now. I didn't used to. I used to put lines on, but now I do a lot of drawing. And you don't get the line drawings that I give you aren't like that because I've got to draw them. I've got to create the form. So I tend to do a lot of drawing. And I use a uh, an H or an F is my favorite of all. Mm. I use an F for that because when it comes to putting the pastel on, I erase it. You'll see me doing that on, on later pictures. You'll see me actually rubbing out the pencil mark that I've done lightly so I can just about see it because that then interferes with the pastel. And you, if, you have, if you use the H pencils, you would find it more difficult to get the pencil mark out. Mm. Mm, interesting it's a good unique pencil that f oh yeah great pencil that good one great okay well there's uh all the questions that i've got for this week um should we just touch on the new project which i haven't publicized yet but members may have mm. seen that went up at the earlier part of this week which is the tiger at rest this... yeah, Fra frankenstein tiger i call him yeah because this picture is loads of references you used isn't it well, not only that, but I took the head off. off oh, right, yes. <laughs> That's what I mean. I took a head off of Sophie Gates, who 
produces an awful lot of our artwork uh, uh, wildlife photography and uh, I used the tiger's head from that but I I wanted a different body so I searched the internet and found one and uh, and then married the two together oh it's clever folks (laughs) you can't you can't see the join either if, even if you try, you won't be able to see the join. So you're good at it now. You're good at you oh, could at putting, putting animals together. <laughs> oh, I've done it quite often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's only when you get a situation which is a good one because I mean it takes a little bit of doing, folks. I wouldn't necessarily recommend you do it. Try it, but you've got to get you've got to get the right pose. The pose had to be right, and the pose that I picked for the the tiger, uh, the head was very very similar. To the tiger of the head of the body that I use, if you see, if you see what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I ha- and so it wasn't that hard for me to actually uh, do that. But what I got was a lovely, a lovely. Um, what I wanted mainly was the stripes. I loved the stripes. It, he was he was resting. Well, if you see it, folks, it's on the member site now. You can have a look at it. And uh, I wanted it to. I wanted the whole tiger this time. Generally speaking, I just do heads. But I wanted the whole tiger, and uh, it worked out well. So uh, that's that's what I did. And also, it's a bit smaller too, because if you do a, put a body in something, you you've got to put a smaller head on, otherwise it's going to be three foot long. <laughs> <clears throat> so if if I was one of my heads go on, you can imagine how long the the body would be. So this was, a, but again, it's a very if you, if you this is we were talking about earlier about going close up. If if when you look at that folks blow the tiger up to fill your screen and you'll be amazed it looks awful really you know well i think i it doesn't really look awful it looks good but look at the lack of detail in it yeah and then then pull that back again to its uh, original pose and you'll see that it looks great then so it just gives you an idea of how the uh, the thing is structured, mm. but it was too small. I mean, you know, the pencil was, I can't remember the, how big the head was, but it wasn't much bigger than my thumbnail. That was a whole head. Wow. Well, we will have a couple of clips coming up for YouTube for anyone that's not a member or doesn't enroll in the course. And it's, uh, I think there's one on the stripes and one on the tail, I think. Ah, that, that's, now that's interesting because um, I can talk about that. It's a good opportunity for me to talk about that. When, that's one of the reasons why I did the picture, because the tail, I wanted the tail to be three-dimensional, to pull away from the body. Mm. It was so easy when you look at that picture to have it looking as though it's flat on the body. So I had to pull it away from the body, and it worked really well. Uh, but there's some great techniques in that. For yeah. all our members, and well, if you're going to put it on YouTube, um, then people will see how that's done too. Mm. Uh, but it, it's really good to be able to do variations of um, techniques, and this was one that probably I couldn't use in any other way because mm. the, the, the stripes on a tiger are more exacting than they are on a cat, say. Mm. So, this is what we like to do: change things up and give you stuff, new stuff to learn new techniques mm. not not always cats and dogs and pretty landscapes we always try and mix it up with some wildlife and um oh there's mm. there's a whole range of different pictures you've never even seen dad do before coming up this year 
it's crazy. Oh, gosh, yes. Like, yes. Uh, I, things well, that you, just... you're telling me, and I'm like, <laughs> really? You're doing that? Like, uh, I'd never have thought you'd be doing that picture or this picture. No. And, and it's Well, I've got to say, some of the ideas I've had have been there for quite a long time, but uh, it's it's only when I feel, yes, I can do justice to this picture now that I bring it out of the of the mothballs and and um and attempt it mm. and the, the picture before last uh i i told you the picture i was going to do and even i on the video say i hope this is going to turn out all right folks <laughs> actually i mean you you see me say that you know well I, i'm not sure i hope it's going to work out um because i do the subject first which is unusual for me i don't usually do on a, on a on a landscape i don't do a subject first but in this case i did and the reason i said i'm going to do this first because if it doesn't work out i i haven't done all the background you know because mm. there's a lot of work in the background yeah so i did the subject first which is a bit unusual but i could you could see why so i was hesitating then at that stage whether i could do it or not now this has been going in my mind for two or three years i've I've wanted to do this particular picture and i thought well i better not do it but i'm playing safe folks because had it not worked out you'd never see it yes (laughs) you wouldn't have even known about it but you do know about it because i actually tell you and then i produce the picture and even i was amazed to be honest it was it's come out absolutely Mm fantastic and so but it just shows you that even you know at this stage there are times and there are uh, occasions when i can look at a picture and think oh i don't know am i am i up to it probably you know difficult for you to hear me say that but that is true am i up to it can i actually produce it because the medium itself the pastel pencil is a fantastic medium and it should be able to do everything but even I wonder whether it will or can, but it mm. does. It ends up producing it. Yeah. So anyway, you've got some great stuff coming up, and uh, uh, I'm looking forward to, to unveiling it all this year. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what people think. Uh, yeah, real variety. Great. Okay, well, we'll leave it there this week. Uh, feedback show next week. Got plenty of submissions to talk about. Um, lots of advice ready to be given to all of you our members and uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another podcast Um, and if anyone's uh, able to we'd love it if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes Uh, occasionally I check on there and and someone's been kind enough to leave a a quick review Um, it just boosts boosts us up those iTunes charts and helps people uh, to discover uh, us and the pastel pencil and everything we do so we'd appreciate that and um yeah great so check out the tiger at rest uh, if you're a member member of the all-in or the animal membership then it's there uh as an advanced picture um but you can also enroll uh, via our website if you click on the shop button and, and enroll click to enroll in an individual course it's the latest one there and we've also been adding some of the watercolor courses actually um to that uh online school where you can get uh you know one course at a time um some of the beginners watercolor courses are on there now so people if they fancy just trying a watercolor course but not enrolling in the the landscape membership or all in membership then they can try it which uh i think is quite quite good if people want to branch out and try some of your watercolor 
Good. Yeah. Great. There you go. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. Oh, my God.